0: Welcome to Sense and Nonsense A to Z, where we pick topics based off of the letter of the day. Today is episode seven of season one, featuring the letter G.
1: We're family and we're your hosts, A, T, and Z. So let's get started. So today's hello is going to be something very familiar. Okay. Guten Tag. How many good. years of German did you
0: do? Uh, six. 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 Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. So good day. Good day. Yes. And
1: good, and good news.
0: Good we news? Have some good,
1: I have some good news. Oh, really? Yeah. After three months of negotiations, Major League Baseball and the Players Association finally reached a new collective bargaining agreement. Really? Hallelujah. That's awesome it's done. They salvaged a full season, 162 games. There was a thought that they were going to have to cut back on the season, but um, they're going to play all the games. However, we're going to have um, the opening day is going to be delayed. Mm-hmm. Most teams are going to start April 7th and the missed games are going to end up being doubleheaders, which is fine. I mean, we used to have doubleheaders all the time. All the time. Yeah. 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 And a couple rule changes. Now the National League, is going to have the dh designated hitter a full time no longer just during interleague play it's going to be constant Mm. so that should be interesting and uh, a little unfortunate because uh, the mets have some good hitting pitchers and that's something that you looked forward to because we had a little advantage there but whatever mm-hmm. it's always but be- it's always best to keep your pitchers off the bases anyway but um, yeah you don't
0: want to give them a reason to get hurt well unnecessary risk
1: getting hurt and i gotta tell you something jacob de even he's a righty pitcher he mm-hmm. bats lefty so his right arm is exposed exposed when yeah. yeah a couple little changes as well they've expanded the playoffs to 12 teams six teams in each league and there's a couple of minor league um, tweaks that they did with the draft lottery and draft picks. But uh, the major thing is the DH for the National League.
0: Wow. All right. I know.
1: I know. So
0: season salvaged. How about that?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, it's nice to get a little good news.
1: For change. <laughs>
0: exactly. So what's going on with you, Z? Well, I, I watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel last you, night did you, you caught, did you watch you the, caught the last two episodes yeah yes, I
1: did yes I did yeah. uh I guess they saved the best for last for this season
0: well they surely took their time getting there <laughs> they, they really did they yeah. didn't give you a lot of hope the last episode for me was really the one I yeah, mean me too Lenny Bruce he he's the magic of that show yeah I know this is the end but him bowling her out at Carnegie Hall on stage for the yeah. choices that she's making. And I after know. he went to bat for her with Tony Bennett people really, and really she just that she, she left, just crapped yeah. all over that and she yep. didn't even take the call, you know? know, and and he broke my heart. You know, he was he had me in tears, no, oh. you know, at the end there. <laughs> He's a good actor. He's, Luke a, great actor. He's yeah. a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I liked him a lot at the start. Mm-hmm. but I'm liking oh, yeah, him more too. and more yeah. Yeah. as we go on. Yeah. I, I, like I said before, I don't know if I said this on recording, but I've said it to you. He's, I look forward to his part. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get to I him because I, I know too. it's going to be something good. And it was a little bit devastating. The last time we saw him, he was kind of a jerk. He was being a jerk. And I'm like, no,
1: and, oh, I know. I, like I did not like him being portrayed as a junkie jerk. No, did I did not like, like that, that at all. all. We all know that he's going to die. Right. And I was doing some of the calculations with the Jackie Kennedy scene. I was not crazy about that. I did not think that that would be realistic. That woman had so much class. She would not sit there and start
0: bawling. That would not
1: happen with that woman. No. But how
0: insensitive was it to tell an infidelity joke in a room full of married women? Yeah. Especially at a time when a lot of these women were being cheated on. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's like, uh, and you were cheated on too. And how did that feel to you? And how yeah. would you have felt sitting in an audience, having somebody make a joke about infidelity and how in the world would you think they would ever be on your side for that?
1: No, I, I really, really don't know. And even if it's something that she wasn't aware of, right. That That's that happened. I mean. I mean, obviously, but still in the whole. It's not something to discuss, no. but wh- where I was going with this was that that's obviously the lead up to, uh, Kennedy being elected in 1960. Okay. Right. So that means that they're hopefully for season five, they're not going to kill off Lenny Bruce because he died in 66. Right. So they're not going to cover six years in one season. No, they're, no, they're, I can't you know, see so that. I'm, no. I'm hoping they don't go there. That's, no. that's my concern for. The next season, which is the finale we had talked about. Yeah. Final season, season five.
0: They're lucky that they got that. They had that in advance because if they had to make that decision based on reviews and ratings for this season, I don't think that would have come through for them. Yeah. That would have been unfortunate, but I could have understood.
2: Yeah.
0: A couple things that I do want to say about the last two her stand up at the strip club. When she was talking about being in a hospital, that was decent stand up. That was the first decent stand up I've seen for her all season. Yeah, it was touching, but it was decent, at least. And I loved Abe with the obituary. (laughs) Yeah, that was great when he read it to. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else. It was like lost on everybody else, but it wasn't lost on. No, no,
1: no, No. not at all. You
0: know, he said, thank you. It was very touching. That was very touching.
1: Yeah. I liked the last episode. I thought it was well
0: done. I did I too. I really do. Yeah. Yep. I did too. And I wasn't crazy about Lenny and Midge getting together. Me I, neither. I was never crazy about that chat. Me, me neither. But I liked the way he handled it, especially like because they're alluding to his drug use, obviously. They're alluding yeah. to it. Yeah. And when she tried to turn it around on him and he was like, No, no, no. Yeah, it's not, not. about me. About me. Yeah. We're talking about you. You. And I thought that was really kind of evolved of him, you know, Mm -hmm. to just be like, no, we're putting that aside. We're we're not having that discussion. You're not gonna try and derail me about what I'm gonna say to you. Yeah. That was really cool. But yeah, um, it really
1: was. That was the best part. It was the best part. I agree. So more of that. Hopefully
0: more of that for season five. Yeah. So again we're in the position of fingers crossed, yeah, that the last season is gonna be good because this is exactly the same spot we were in. I when know. season three ended, we were like, yeah. oh, my God, I hope the next season is better. Yeah. And it really kind of wasn't until the, now. The last episode. We're now in the same boat. And fingers crossed that we don't have another god awful ending.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So did you hear the latest about Tom Brady? I did. Yeah, I just too. knew it. He announced on Twitter. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field. Mm -hmm. So he's coming back for a 23rd season. Mm -hmm. I
0: knew it. Yeah, I did too. I told you that last game is going to stick in his craw. A guy like that does not want to go out on a loss. No,
1: no. I mean, it was his best season ever, Mm -hmm. but still, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a team guy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So he's coming back for another
1: season. So we'll see what Tampa Bay's got in store
0: i can't say i'm surprised and but all yeah. eyes are going to be on him i mean for sure yeah yeah yeah
1: you and i think that this is his final season
0: yeah this is going to be it regardless yeah. of what happens yeah. but I mean, how many times can you come back well if you're the rolling stones a lot <laughs> <laughs> but you know like they're kind of athletes right yeah when you think about i it. mean sure. it takes stamina to do what they do yeah, so for sure for sure in other news William Hurt died can you believe this I know
1: I mean the older we get the more and more we're going to hear about stuff but that that hurt that you know I mean William Hurt dying hurt
0: yeah he was only 71 and he was still acting he was still working you know he just had a movie come out he was in a tv show he's in pre-production for a bunch of other movies not like the guy gave up no
1: no, not at all. I remember him in Body Heat and the Big Chill. Those mm-hmm. were the two movies I always correlated with that guy, but wow. for me
0: it was uh broadcast news mm-hmm. and uh Michael that film oh, Michael okay. with John Travolta yeah yeah, yeah 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 and he was of course he was in a, a bunch of Marvel movies. he was in like Captain America and the Avengers and stuff so great actor great actor won an Oscar, yeah he won uh best actor in the movie that he waived his salary for so it could get made that's awesome yeah generous guy really nice guy down to earth never considered himself a star always considered himself an actor you know took it slow was in like 60 plays before he ever made a movie i mean the guy just wanted to act he didn't care about being famous or stardom or any of that right I just looked him up. He was born in
1: uh, D.C. Yes, yeah. he was. And his his birthday is the same as yeah. my dad, your grandfather.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's just shy of it of a seventy second birthday. Work. I know. It it, it it really does. He will be missed. He leaves four kids behind. You know. Yeah, it's a bummer. Big bummer.
1: Okay, 10 questions, G Edition. You ready? Yes. Here's the first one. What gives you goosebumps? Music,
0: songs, a Freddie good Mercury. Song. Freddie Mercury. Uh-huh. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, those kind of guys. Reliably, those kind of songs. Okay. Yeah. Right. What about you?
1: A good song. It's mm-hmm. funny that you said that. Mm-hmm. A good song that I like a lot gives mm-hmm. me goosebumps when I hear it. hmm Yeah. Okay. Name a George. George Harrison. Oh, good. (laughs) You know what I thought you were gonna say? What? what? Washington.
0: Oh. He's a good one.
1: (laughs) That's a good George.
0: But George Harrison was the first one that popped into my mind. That's
1: the idea. Okay, good. Yeah. Good good one. Thanks. All right. When is the last time you parked your vehicle in the garage?
0: um 2011 <laughs> maybe 11
1: okay so over 10 years ago huh yeah wow yeah a long time okay <laughs> i think that's true for a lot of people
0: yeah my garage yeah. is a storage area really mm, yeah. yeah i park mine every day i know yeah. I know. Don't taunt me with your I'm sorry. clean garage.
1: I I'm mean, sorry. <laughs> it's just clean enough to get the vehicle in and that's it. Okay. Next question. For good luck, four-leaf clover or horseshoe?
0: I'm going to say the four-leaf clover because it's a little bit more portable than a horseshoe. Is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's your pocketbook so heavy? Well...
0: It makes a good weapon. Uh, no, <laughs> here's my trusty horseshoe. Uh, no, I just think it would probably be easier to carry around a four leaf clover. Oh, true. Yeah. So true. I'm going to go with that. What about rabbit's foot? Ooh.
1: you know, I don't like that oh, idea. I don't either. That was a thing like back in the 60s. Yeah.
0: You it know? wasn't a real rabbit's foot, was it?
1: Yeah, it was. Oh,
0: gross. Yeah, it was. That's gross. Yeah. Okay. Next question.
1: Do you believe in ghosts?
0: I don't believe in ghosts. No, Mm -hmm. I, I don't discount that they may exist. Right. But I don't believe in ghosts. Like, I'm not like, this place is haunted kind of thing, you know, like I don't, but I believe in energy. So Mm -hmm. I believe that energy leaves echoes and things like that. So, but maybe I should have
1: reworded that. I should have said, do you believe that ghosts exist?
0: I don't believe they exist, but I don't I also oh, okay. don't so count the fact no that they may. Okay. You know, yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Name something that you own which is green.
0: Um, little guy has a blanket that's green. I have a couple of green shirts. I have green <laughs> it's, frames. That's all you got?
1: <laughs> I've got you got. Green, green what?
0: Green frames, you know, picture oh, frames.
1: Oh, picture frames. Okay.
0: Yeah, my my downstairs half bath is is green. It's got green stuff. Okay. All is right. that and is that not good enough? It's okay. A vase. I have a vase. I mean, I it doesn't feature very heavily in my decor.
1: Oh well, then this next question is going to be a moot point.
0: What? What is it? What is it?
1: What's your favorite shade of green? Money. <laughs> that color. <laughs>
0: color of money or money money um well i guess my favorite shade of green is kind of like a green blue teal teal's my favorite oh okay shade of green yeah all right
1: mine is lime i like the lime green yeah that's 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 my favorite too
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay when were you last at a gap store a very long time because i do that shopping online uh gap store five, six years ago. I can't even remember. Me and Pinochle used to go a lot. So, so years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Next question. Okay. Do you own any Go-Go's music?
0: No, I don't.
1: You don't? No, I do. (laughs) I like the Go-Go's.
0: Okay. I know you do. Yeah, Yeah. you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Last question. Google or Alexa?
0: Oh, don't make me choose. Uh-huh. I Google constantly. I'm always googling Google. Yeah. If I have to choose one, I'm keeping Google.
1: Okay. righty. Talk about Google. I have a cute little story. okay. I had seen a Mother's Day card that said, like on the outside of it, mm-hmm. said, "Mom, why is the sky blue? Mom, how do I make lemonade? Mom, where are my shoes?" And on the inside, it said, moms are the original Google.
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. That was fun. 10 questions. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Good questions. I think I need to clean out my garage.
1: Okay. Are we ready to play sense or nonsense? Yeah. All right. Here's our topic. The country of Greece. Oh, okay. Yeah, I figured since it was really relevant to the both of us, you know, I'd throw that in. I, yeah, it's kind ready? of a no brainer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So sense or nonsense. There are over 3000
0: Greek islands. What do you think? I think that makes sense. Yes.
1: Actually, there are over 6000 wow. islands and only 227 of them are inhabited. How about wow. That? Yeah. That's more than I thought. Yeah. 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 Ton. Yeah. Ton. Okay. Second question. Okay, Sense or nonsense? The yo-yo was invented in Greece. (laughs) Sense or nonsense? God, I hope not. Um,
0: (laughs) I'm going to say nonsense. Even though people think that
1: it was invented in China, it was actually first mentioned in Greek history. And they're thinking it's about 500 BC.
0: Oh man. Yeah. The yo-yo. The yo-yo. all right
1: okay last question okay the first recorded olympic games took place before christ yes yes sense yes correct 776 bc in olympia greece Mm -hmm. and it was believed that it was really started 500 years earlier than that at one point it was part of a religious festival to honor zeus consisted of a foot race long jump discus javelin throw and wrestling how about cool
0: I think they, they, did did that. That, they did that naked.
1: I believe you're correct. Yes. <laughs> Sense. Sense, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, some facts. First okay. modern day Olympic Games were the Summer Olympics in Athens in 1896. 13 Ooh. nations, 43 events. Not naked. No, not naked in <laughs> 1896. <laughs> Greece is the number three olive producer behind Spain and Italy. And of course, the Kalamata olives are the most famous. Yeah. Of which my grandfather, your great grandfather, was born. Mm-hmm. There you go. Each Greek consumes about five gallons of olive oil a year. What? Yes. As opposed to an average person in the US consumes about a third of the gallon. Holy cow. Five gallons a year. Oh, my per person. God. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, you know, you, I mean, you pour it on everything. 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 You pour on everything. You know, you dip bread in it. Yeah. You know. You yeah. do, you do everything. Everything yeah. is an olive oil. Yeah. Santorini is home to black, white, and red beaches, and the black and red is from the volcanoes from years ago. The last okay. time it erupted in Santorini was 1950. Hmm. Greek is the oldest spoken language in Europe, over 3,000 years. More tourists visit Greece every year than the entire Greek population. In 2019, it was 34.2 mil, as opposed to 10.7 million residents. And tourism accounts for about 20% of the country's GDP. Right. Wow. Right? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. A third of the population lives in Athens. Really? Yeah. And a couple more things I got for you. Okay. When in Greece, don't use the okay sign you can't use a, thumbs up or okay okay is a sexual insult oh my and thum- god thumbs, <laughs> thumbs up as we talked about previously means up yours yeah here's something very interesting i found Ikadia, greece is one of five blue zones do you know what a blue zone is no okay it's where people live the longest and are the healthiest so oh. there's five there's five areas okinawa japan sardinia italy Nicoya, Costa Rica, Loma Linda, California, and Ikaria, Greece. That's all that olive oil. That's right. Yeah. It's it's, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. So uh, Greece is made up of pretty much 80% mountains. And if you look at the mountainside, you'll see all the white concrete buildings. Right. Within there, you see the blue doors and the blue roofs. There's a purpose for that blue. hmm it's actually called Kayanos blue. That blue is done to keep evil spirits away.
0: So it's like the red doors in, in Chinese exactly. culture, feng shui right, and all
1: that. Right. Feng shui. Okay. Right. All right. So as you know, I'm very proud of my heritage and your heritage. Very right. proud of it. Uh-huh. And the most proud is that democracy began in Greece. Right. And the only way I can explain it is by doing it like Gus from my Big Fat Creek Redding. So Democracy comes from two words. Demos, meaning the people, and gratos, meaning the rule of the country. So, democracia, democracy. There you go.
0: Okay. (laughs) Do you have to put Windex on something now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In, in my,
1: in my house, it was alcohol. I've got yeah. one last thing for you. Okay. More than 150,000 words in the English language are derived from Greek words.
0: 150,000? 1,000. There do you go. Wow. I want to mention this now because we have no numbers in our favorites categories. The movie 300 was a big deal, right? Okay. It was basically the uh, battle of Thermopylae. Heightened in like a graphic novel sense, and Gerard Butler played King Leonidas, okay. and he was the king of Sparta. So mm-hmm. he did that so well, and the Greeks were so honored by that that he was bestowed with the honor of carrying the Olympic torch from the town of Mistris to the town of Sparta during Where it the Greek-
1: ha- Happens to be my grandmother's
0: from right, your,
1: your great grandmother on right. my father's side. Yeah,
0: for the twenty twenty relay for carrying the Olympic torch. Very cool. And he got that in right before it was called off because of fear of the coronavirus. So <sighs> because a ton of people showed up, they they said, don't show up. But they showed up to see him anyway, because he did. Sure. This is Sparta. <laughs> and uh, he, he is he is an honorary citizen of the municipality of Sparta. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Just because he played King Leonidas. Like, and but he, he did look, a real good job. I mean, he, did and a he good looks job. good. Oh, he looked amazing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. He looked really good. <laughs> I mean, that Sparta kick is infamous. I, I just had to bring that up because we'll never do 300. I might do Jerry Butler because I like him a lot, but mm-hmm. this fits. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: How about if I start this off with my letter G peeve? Okay. All right. Which is very relevant right now. Gas prices. Yeah. Prices are going through the roof. It's just nuts. They're over $5 a gallon in California. This price gouging is just getting way out of hand.
0: It's over $4 here in North Carolina.
1: Yeah. Same thing here in New Jersey. Yep. Ridiculous. ridiculous. I know. I have a temporary solution. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not a total solution, but it's, a, it's some sort of assistance. Why don't they just temporarily remove the excise taxes? I mean, give us a hand here. I don't know. I don't know what they used to uh, I have that. I have, I have some numbers here. Pennsylvania pays the most. It's over 58 cents per gallon. California, over 53. Washington State, about 52. New Jersey, over 41 cents a gallon. And New York over 40 cents a gallon. I mean, if they just give us just a little time, like a month or so, a month or so until they can get this supply chain stuff and what's going on with the Ukraine stuff, give us a break here. I think that that would be a good temporary solution. I can't say it's a solution, but it's, you know, we're be a little assistance. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we only import 3.3% of um, oil from Russia. So it's not much. Obviously, we're being taken advantage of with price gouging.
0: Well, it's a world economy. It is. It is. It's a world thing.
1: I mean, it's not just our country. Right. 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 It's uh, per barrel, blah, 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 blah. blah. I get it.
0: But I mean, to help us out here in the States, I mean, come on. We are too dependent on it. It's been shown to us time and time again, how dependent we are on it and that we need to do something about that. Yeah. But- the powers that be, or the powers that pay, the powers that be, <laughs> oh yeah, um, have decided that they're going to run this into the ground, literally. Yeah. So any measures that have been taken to kind of remove ourselves, yeah, yeah, from that dependency yeah. are very slow going, and they oh, don't yeah. get no, a lot of gonna support. Take, it's going to yeah. take
1: forever. Absolutely. I mean, so, look, what we, look what we do with plastics. Yeah, the petroleum products that we use every day is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is—you're right. It's got to stop.
0: It does, but look at what happened when the pipeline was hacked, right? Yeah, look what happened. Yeah, and now we have this, and it's not—it's not the first time either. We've had shortages and price gouging because of it. Yeah, it's just this cycle that keeps going on and on and on. Car makers are doing stuff, but an electric vehicle right now to get an electric vehicle is a giant pain in the butt i can only imagine i looked into it a little bit and not even extensively but it's Mm -hmm. like if you don't put a power you have to put a power station in your house and if you don't you have to find one near you where you can power your car well in north carolina i don't i haven't seen one in my area yet when we were up in New Jersey, I saw some, mm-hmm. but here, yep. none. So you have to You have drive. to have one at your house. You have you to have, have one to. at your house. You and then to. forget about actually driving anywhere overnight. Yeah, You know, if I can go to Myrtle Beach and then yeah. drive back, how am I going to do that? There's no station to power my vehicle.
1: There's got to be something.
0: I'm There's sure there is, something off you're going to have 95. to drive yeah. to it to get yeah. to it. And yeah. then you have to You're going to have there. to coordinate it. You're and gonna wait. have to
1: plot it out and coordinate it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So yeah, they're we're not exactly that. making this thing user friendly no. no, yet.
1: No, not you at all. Know? So it's, it's not like, like you can carry extra batteries with you either. Right. You can't and swap them out.
0: Right. You oh, can oh, right. oh, let me go get my other battery. Yeah, my 50 in. pound battery that's in <laughs> exactly.
1: my ba- Yeah. Multiple no, it, batteries. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's not happening. So no, no. until no. this becomes like a nationwide effort, yeah, there's no real Point for anybody who's got other responsibility. You know, yeah. if you have a family that Unless you have they to make take them care solar. Of. I, I mean, that would be a thing. Or yeah. if they took that, there's I a mean, roof. Back in the <laughs> day, back there's in the day roof. when this is all started, like Nikola Tesla, there was a way to extract electricity out of the air. It was like a wireless network, right? Mm-hmm. He he had this idea for it, and he proved it could happen. If they want to do that, where you're just recharging as you go, because you're pulling it out of the air, I'm fine with that too. Sure. But if I have to input a, a station plug in my house yeah, and then only go places where I know I can find another one, right? that's not going to happen. It's a for problem. Me. It's I, a problem. I, I, I'm I not that kind of planner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got other things that take yeah. precedence over this, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So until they make it user-friendly, it's just not feasible.
1: I know. Weren't they trying to figure something out with like plant oil at one point too?
0: Well, there's the corn, the hot, you know, right, right. flex fuel and flex.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah. But they were just adding it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, like my truck is a hybrid where I can use that, you know, mm-hmm. but again, I'm still dependent on gas. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Because you can only put in flex fuel every so many times. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what the answer is, but if they can just ease up on the taxes, maybe it'll help us out to get through this uh, crisis. That's all I can say.
0: Okay, my turn. Okay, sounds good. My GP is God awful endings to like TV shows and movies. God awful endings. Okay. God awful endings. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, we've been talking about this a little bit because I'm afraid of where Mrs. Mazel is headed, yeah. you know, yeah. and we talked about friends having a great ending. So I was thinking about this and just giving a couple examples of ones that I'm like, oh, been let down with. Okay. You know, the Avengers Endgame movie was the culmination of 10 Marvel movies that all okay. kind of mesh together. Okay. So you're invested in all of these movies. You've spent money. You are emotionally invested in these characters. And then the end winds up being kind of a hokey mess of a battle with your favorite character dying and it not even making a whole lot of sense. That you stinks. <laughs> it stinks. It's like we started with, Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man and it ends with him. So there's a bit of you know, a symmetry to that and it's a poetic kind of thing and he delivers a great line with it. It all comes down to him. And so it was just kind of like I felt very unfulfilled by the ending of Endgame. And another one that has been very controversial in the fandom generally was Game of Thrones. And I know you didn't watch that much. I gave you a little bit of a rundown the other day Mm -hmm. about it. So you would know kind of where we were. But if you haven't watched Game of Thrones and you want to stop listening, (laughs) because Jon Snow gets banished to the north instead of sitting as derriere on the Iron Throne like he should have been. And it's a giant letdown after eight seasons and tons of years of being invested in this character who sacrificed not only his life, but everything that he wanted to keep Westeros safe and to protect the people of it. And they just go ahead. And after all of this, after everything that he's done, say, yeah, thanks a lot. You're banished.
1: Yeah. Again, stinks.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Wh- what, what's that about? You know, how can you do that to people who have spent years supporting you? Mm-hmm. How is that the send off you'd give and how is that doing justice to these poor actors who have no choice, but to do what you've written for them? Yeah, You know, Kit Harington had some mental issues after Game of Thrones and everything he had to go through as Jon Snow. So, I mean, it affects them. It really does. And whatever your reason for it is, you have a responsibility when you take on a project, especially when it's material that has been come from a novel You know, that writer had a vision for the way things were going to go, and you now have a responsibility to honor that writer. That's why we have so many film adaptations where people are like, this is terrible. Now, I know that you're going to lose something in the translation because the book has much more detail and you can only put so much stuff on a screen, right? I get it. But I'm going to give Peter Jackson as an example. He took Lord of the Rings. He made it into a trilogy not everything got put in there, obviously, but he did an incredible job at it. By and large, fans of the Lord of the Rings, the books, were very happy with this trilogy, with the way it ended. He did an incredible job and he gave years of his life to it, you know, and his wife did too. So it can be done. (laughs) It's just disappointing to see That so often it's not being done with TV shows like How I Met Your Mother, that ending was terrible. You know, it's just like, come on, people. If you're asking me to come along for this ride and care about it and be invested in it, give me a good payoff at the end. That's all I ask.
1: I've often thought about how they feel when they know that it's going bad. You know, Mm -hmm. the actors, we've talked about that before. Here's a bad ending. Huh. how about when someone wakes up and it's a dream?
0: Oh, I know. That's so that, lazy. That's a god awful, yeah. Yeah. god awful ending. Yep. It's so that's lazy. It's yeah. like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So nothing mattered then. Yeah. Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Had that. Uh, Jacob's ladder had that too. Yeah. He, he was dying and the whole thing was a dream. It's like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Didn't Dallas do that too? W- weren't they oh, like gosh. the famous ones to do that i believe so i don't know but roseanne did it when the original <sighs> roseanne series it was it was not a dream but it was just uh, her imaginings how she imagined it the last couple yeah. seasons were like her writing yeah. it out it wasn't real it's like oh great yeah fantastic <laughs> wonderful <laughs>
1: Okay. So we talked about Foo Fighters on our F episode. Mm-hmm. Now that
0: we're on G, mm-hmm. how about a little bit more about Dave Grohl? Yeah. A couple more things just to kind of round that out. Cause we didn't want to take up the Foo Fighters time talking about him. Even yeah. though he's just awesome. He's awesome. He really is. So Dave Grohl grew up in Virginia. He worked a bunch of crappy jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, and figured that he would do that and then play clubs at night. He was happy with that. He was okay with it. Uh, he didn't do well in school and he couldn't have been less interested, you know? So when the opportunity came along to tour with scream, he was a senior in high school and he was like, I don't want to fail another year and miss this opportunity. So his his mom and his dad, his principal, they all had this conference and they decided that he wasn't going to go to school anymore. Right. He went on tour with Scream. He did that. And they were a bit older than him, too. Yeah. And he lied about his age to get in that band. Yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah. I heard about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then they wound up being in L.A. They did a world tour and they wound up being in L.A. And the band was kind of falling apart. They were out of money. And he heard that Nirvana was looking for a drummer. Right. And his mom Western Unioned him 120 bucks so he could fly to Seattle. She's a good mom. She's a good mom. Yeah. And uh, he flew up to Seattle and immediately got the gig. And uh the rest is kind of history. History, yeah.
1: Yeah. Not just your typical drummer, like I had said. I mean, his guitar skills are phenomenal. If you actually watch him playing chords and playing in a guitar, I mean, yeah. he's a hell of a guitarist.
0: Well, he he learned first. He he played yes. guitar first. Yes.
1: And and yep. then
0: kind of Learned by ear and learn by ear yeah but he doesn't know how to read music no <laughs>
1: that's
0: funny and uh he took guitar lessons i like i think like three guitar lessons and he Something was like, like uh, yeah, yeah it was it was like no and he didn't want drum lessons either so he's self-taught and everything he just that's awesome it's just a phenomenal musician
2: yeah
0: he said rush changed his life listening that's the first time when he really noticed the drums and he wanted to be a drummer listening to neil Peart. He was just playing drums on his bed and some chairs. Like he never had a drum kit at home. Right. He never had a drum kit until he started playing out and he was playing other people's drums.
1: Yeah. yeah. He didn't even know how well, to set them up. I mean, you can really practice anywhere. That's the good thing True. about drums. Yeah. Know? All you need is really sticks.
0: It's funny because he only took a couple drum lessons eventually. Right. And yeah, you had uh, said that. Yeah. And the drum teacher told him he was holding his sticks backwards. And he was like, I am. <laughs> and he just dude, that's what he drums yeah you mean backwards like he had the tips in his hands correct
1: no yeah i was watching an interview of him with some um guy from the uk and the guy asked him a really interesting question and i i was like really kind of impressed with this question said do you have a song that you never finished And he thought about it and he said, Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, he's he had said that he had this one song and he just could not get it right. Mm. Tried, tried and tried and tried. He tried it with the band, couldn't get it right. He actually gave it to another band and said, Here's my song. Do what you can with it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. You know, how generous is that? Mm -hmm. And of course the interviewer said, Do you mind telling us what band it was? And he said, Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, not only generous, but classy.
0: Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I thought that that was really good. I mean, you know, you, you watch some of these interviews and you just pick up on how down to earth he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. And he's, he's doing it for the love of music. That's interesting because I was watching him talk about a lot of the musicians from his generation are making music because they have some kind of angst. They're angry or they're in pain.
1: Yeah. It's the grunge thing.
0: Exactly. And he said, I don't play music because I'm angry at anybody. I and love playing music, you know, and and that's his thing. So there is a generosity there because even though it's personal, he's not attached to it the same way. It's not cathartic for him. You know, he's just Mm -hmm. doing it because he loves to do it rather than, you know, it's his story playing out. That's another thing that when they started Foo Fighters, everybody kept asking him, is is everything tied to Kurt Cobain? That's like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing this because I'm in pain. I'm doing this because this is my calling. This is what I love to do.
1: Yeah. Did he mention anything about channeling anger into writing lyrics or anything like that?
0: No, he, he didn't get that deep with it. Right. Yeah. I I don't think so. I I think that that statement kind of covers it. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it comes out the way it comes out. He likes, he likes heavy music. So he writes heavy music, you know, it's, that just happens to be, and he sings heavy
1: music too, you
0: know, because he loves that style, you know, he had said, People were criticizing him for making uh, Foo Fighters be like lots of guitars and heavy metal music. And he's like, what am I going to do, make a reggae record? This is what I do. I make heavy metal music, you know. So he's not trying to be somebody he's not. Right. It's just inherent in him.
1: Yeah. He's got a whole bunch of styles. You know, well, with his music. I mean, I can hear some alternative. I hear mm-hmm, hard rock, mm-hmm. heavy heavy metal, of course. You know, mm-hmm. but I can, you know, I can hear a couple different genres.
0: Sure, he's you know? well. He the one person well that, Yeah, the one yeah. person that he wanted to meet was uh, Little Richard. That was um, his like one person that he wanted to meet,
2: yeah.
0: and uh, he did. He got to meet him. It, in a very unlikely situation, but little Richard was in a limo and came over and mm-hmm. rolled down the window. And he was all like starstruck over that. Because like a like, little kid, I'm like sure. Like a little kid, you know, he yeah. was in awe of him. Yeah. And he was very well known by the time this happened. So it's not yeah. like he was very green or anything, but. He said, Okay, that's good. Cause he started everything, little Richard, and he understood yeah. that, you know. So he's got a very, very he loves music. He just loves yeah. music. Yeah. So he's got lots of influences, a very wide catalog that he draws from. Sure. He's got a reputation for being the nicest guy in rock and roll. Yeah. And yeah. and you, you see that in so many ways. I remember watching one of the documentaries, and he's in there. He's got a studio in a house and playing he's playing guitar. He's playing his mm-hmm. guitar part. Mm-hmm. And his little girl Violet comes. Oh in yeah, and she, I know the story. Yeah. yeah, and she's poking him in in the shoulder, poking him, poking him, poking yeah, him. Yeah, 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 And he turns and looks at him. She's like, "Daddy, you promised we would go swimming." And he's yeah. Like, okay, give me a minute. And he he finishes, and then they and go he, swimming. They go right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he comes. You know, they come back in. She down wasn't ba- You know, down to earth. She wasn't banned. He he, going. He yeah. Her by it. He yep. was just like, "Okay, yep. I did. So let me just yep. finish this thing, and then we'll go." Right. I know
1: about a couple of stories about him leaving these very generous tips too. Mm -hmm. So he's not afraid of, you know, helping people out. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But that seems to be the type of
0: guy. Yeah. Just a great guy. He's comfortable Dave Grohl with everybody. His mom, Virginia had written a book Book. called cradle Mm -hmm. to stage. I love that book. I have it, but they also made a little series of it. Okay. And they okay. picked that they picked like eight stories from there and they were talking about it. And you know, he's as comfortable with Pharrell Williams' family yeah. as he is with like Miranda Lambert's family. Well, that's or,
1: part of the interviews that his mother did for the yes, book. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And or or Getty Lee. You know, yeah. so I mean, he's got this huge kind mm-hmm. of range mm-hmm. of people that he just fits right in. And he's like a part of their family, like instantly.
1: I saw them on an interview with um, Stephen Colbert. You could see how close the mother and son mm-hmm. relationship is. As a matter of fact, she went on tour with them when he was young.
0: You know, um, she, she jumped along. I think she's gone a couple times because they, they yeah. do a family style now, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with all the children and everything, yeah. they have those, those big RVs and stuff. And yeah, she's a part of it. She's yeah. always been a part of it. She is, she supported him. Mm -hmm. Dropping out of school and going on tour with Scream when he was 17 years old, doing a European tour when everybody else was going, Are you out of your mind? And she's like, What the kid? She she was a school teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like the kid hates school. He's failing school. So, what am I going to do? Make him stay here and fail another year or let him take this amazing opportunity? So, it really started with her noticing that he had this amazing gift and allowing him to pursue it. Yeah awesome. I love the
1: cover of that book too. It's great. Yeah.
0: It isn't is, it? There's, there's a lot of pictures of him and his mom online,
1: you know, well, even when he was little.
0: Yeah. They're really close. He lived with his mom when his parents divorced and he lived right. with his mom, having somebody who supports you in life and the, the things that your heart tells you that you want to do opens the door to having a bond that you might not otherwise have. When I was watching the Cradle to Stage series, the Miranda Lambert one, her Mm -hmm. mother said the best piece of advice she ever got was at a baby shower. And the note said, raise your child according to its bend, B-E-N-D, basically Mm -hmm. whatever their heart wants to do, Mm -hmm. raise them according to that. And I think Virginia Grohl, she just did that. Yeah. And it made such a difference in her kid's life and they're they're very close even to this day so take yeah. note parents if you <laughs> have good relationships with your kids pay attention to them yeah
1: yeah and be flexible Bend. Yeah,
0: so, support them in Bend. what they're. that's a good wants. that's a good word
1: Bend. Yeah. Bend. Yeah. okay let's do some movies you ready yes me first yes okay my G movie, which is one of my very, very favorite movies, is Galaxy Quest.
0: <laughs> Love that movie. Love it. Never give up. Never surrender. I say that all the time. <laughs> never surrender was a Galaxy Quest documentary that they had made, uh-huh. and in the beginning, it has some words when they when they first open, and it says in 2007, Pulitzer Prize winner David Mamet wrote a book on Hollywood. In it, he listed only four perfect films. Hmm. The Godfather, A Place in the Sun, Doddsworth, and Galaxy Quest. Awesome.
1: Isn't it? You know, a lot of people consider this one of the best or the best sci-fi movie.
0: Absolutely. They, they say that it was the best Star Trek movie ever made. Yes, yes, I heard <laughs> yeah. that
1: too. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver is one of my favorite actresses. I agree. She was awesome in it. And of mm-hmm. course, Tim Allen, he was just... Perfect. Yep. He perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. He almost did not take the role. He almost starred in Bicentennial Man instead. That would have been and a mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, okay. the director at the time, who was Harold Ramis, wanted Kevin Kline. Mm-hmm. That's right. DreamWorks insisted on Tim Allen. And they were and right then, to do so. <laughs> and they really were. Yes. So they got a new director and went on from there. Yeah, thank goodness they did. Yeah, I know, I know, and, of and course, I know it stars one of your yeah. most
0: favorite actors. Most favorite, yeah, Alan yeah. Rickman. Yeah, yeah, he was so good. So good. By <laughs> Grabthar's hammer, what a yeah. savings! <laughs> <laughs> you shall be avenged. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was almost very touching towards the end where
0: that one guy dies. Quellic, going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does a very moving rendition of his catchphrase. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's great in the beginning where he's like, I played Richard Third. There were five curtain calls. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had thought
1: about making him a sir in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that he was going to be Sir Alexander Dane. They thought about that. Yeah. Dr. Lazarus. Dr. Lazarus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I know. He was so good. He was so good. Yeah. You know, he and Tim Allen didn't get along at first. I heard that too. Yeah. But by the end they did kind of like in the movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah. How about Tony Shalhoub? Oh, he was going to be guy. Oh, really? And then they, yeah. Then they casted Sam Rockwell and made him Fred. Which was it was perfect. Fred, Fred was like my favorite character.
0: He was so good. <laughs>
1: he was so good. When they went to another planet to go get that beryllium sphere. Yeah. And he opens the door and <laughs> the, Guy door says him, the door. You don't know that there's <laughs> air. And he and Guy holds his breath and then and then Tony Shaloup goes, I think it's okay. <laughs> It's too funny. That's, that's probably that whole sequence there. And then Tim Allen does the forward rolls. Yeah. It's like, is that helping you? <laughs> that whole sequence. I love that. It's that, so that's good. probably my favorite in the whole movie.
0: It's so good. And especially like when um, Tony Shalhoub is like eating, he's eating all the time. And he's like gleeful when he's eating and like guy is freaking out. <laughs> and He's just calm. Yeah. <laughs> when they hit the turbo button and held it down yes and yeah. from the engine room he's like hey, hey um the guys down here said you shouldn't do that it's not good for the engines or something yeah. just fyi yeah
1: <laughs> love it love it oh good i know that whole sequence like when rickman says to tim allen when he's fighting the rock mm-hmm. he's go, find its motivation <laughs> It's like, really? It wants to kill me.
0: (laughs) And when he comes back, he's like, and you found a way to get your shirt off. You know? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You know, the whole thing is really good. There are so many little gems in that movie. And even what's funny is watching when other characters are in the scene, but not, they're not the main focus of the scene, Mm -hmm. just watching them watch the scene is right. hilarious yeah. because it's just the facial expressions and the things that they're doing. Yeah. And like when Sigourney Weaver gets mad because she's like, I have one job on this ship. Right. It's stupid, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. And do then everybody's it. like, okay. Bye. Or when she goes, <laughs> hold, please. <laughs> oh man. You know, it's It's so good. Everything about that movie is good. There's
1: one other part with Sigourney Weaver that um, she actually said the F word.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they
1: took it out to make it kid friendly. Yeah. Like when they were the about chompers. to come the
0: choppers. Yeah. yeah and the you chompers.
1: can see it. She actually says. I know.
0: I love that. <laughs> and then she said, screw this. And no, it's like, this. no, that's I not know, what she That's said. not what came out of that mouth. Uh-uh, no, I know. No, I know. Never like, give
1: up. Never surrender. I love that's,
0: it. That's the um, that's one of those like Easter egg moments that everybody looks for when they watch that movie the name of the ship, the protector on it, it has NTE on it. I know, I know what that stands for. So it's not the enterprise. Yep, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was good. It was such but a good, it's movie. the little things, the little it is things. things.
0: And yep. like Justin Long's character, yeah. you know, when, when Tim Allen's character contacts him, and is like, yep. I need your help. And he's like, <laughs> you know, I'm not delusional. I know it's just a TV show. And then he's like, it's real. And he's like, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> And then he's oh, like was, trying to help him, and it the, yeah. the ship is counting to, down. Yeah, he's got to take out the take garbage. Out the garbage.
1: <laughs> so oh my God. I know. It's so
0: good. It's, it's such it's, a good movie. It's excellent. Yep. That's yep. one of those movies that you can just watch over and over. Like once a year, I do the yeah. same thing. Because yeah. so if good. I'm flipping
1: the channels, and even if it's already halfway through, I'll finish watching it. Mm, it's, yeah. it's so good. Love it. Termites. <laughs> dalmatians <laughs> so funny okay
0: so my favorite movie is greece like greece oh. is the word with john travolta dame olivia newton john she is a sure. dame. sure jeff conaway stalker channing this movie was made in like 1978 and it was the highest grossing movie mm-hmm. of that year it was big It was very big Yeah, and it came out in the same year of Saturday Night Fever. So this was high John Travolta era. Yes, he
1: was. He was. was. Yep. Welcome back, Cotter.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome
1: back, Cotter, to this. He
0: actually honored his contract for Welcome Back, Cotter, even though he had these two huge movies out he mm-hmm. went back and he wasn't in very many episodes, but he played out his contract. He didn't try yeah. and get out of it. So that was kudos, cool. Kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. He was born in New Jersey. You know, he was yeah. yeah. I know. Englewood. So do you, I know you haven't seen this movie that many times. I've, I've seen only seen,
1: honestly, movie. I've only seen it once. I was in the play, but right? <laughs> but when, you know, when you're in a play, you're not following the whole thing. You know, right. You're just waiting for your part to come up, and
0: that's it. And that's a long time ago. Well, the play it was different than the movie yeah. anyway. But, yeah, you know, John much. Travolta played duty in the play lots of times. He was cool. duty. But um, anyway, he was Danny in the movie, Danny Zuko, mm-hmm. Zuko. the leader of the T Birds. Yep. And he was super cute in this movie. <laughs> he, and he had his hair dyed blue black like Elvis for this movie because that's what he felt was the right thing to do and it was the right thing to do i think so too i mean he looked amazing jeff conway really gave stalker channing the hickeys in this one part in the movie (laughs) really yeah she's like i have so many hickeys i'm beginning to look like a leper and he says a hickey from Kanicki is like a hallmark card Oh my God. Well, he really gave, he insisted on giving her those hickeys. So those no are kidding. real hickeys. Wow. That Jeff Conaway gave her. I great. know. Isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> it is. And of course we remember him from uh, taxi
0: taxi. He was great in taxi. I know. Love that show. Love it. Love <laughs> yeah. it. So the theme song for Greece was written by Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. And yep. of course, staying alive was in uh, saturday night fever right, right so there was some correlation, correlation there. there
1: yeah you know about um the character sandy right that they were going to there was a couple other actresses that they sure. were talking about doing yeah yeah, yeah.
0: carrie but she, fisher yeah, yeah yeah but that, that Olivia would New- right. Olivia was Newton
1: right Jud- yeah oh, she was gorgeous
0: she was she didn't gorgeous. look like she was 17 but no. <laughs> she was great for it um well, and maybe,
1: they had to it... john travolta for that matter. no but he
0: was closer he was only 23 mm. she was 28 at the time mm. yeah. um jeff conway was 26 stockard channing was 33
1: yeah she was i think she was the senior yeah of everybody right she yeah. was
0: Yeah, she... olivia newton john was sewn into those black pants at the end because the zipper broke so she was oh, sewn really? into them oh, that's over like a three day period. It was like 106 degrees outside. Oh, and God. she was in these like black, like spandex leather pants. Right, right. And they had to, the people were passing out left and right yeah. at the end because it was so hot. hot and she yeah. had to manage how much she drank because. Every time she had to go to the bathroom, they had to cut her out of the pants and then resell her back in.
2: Oh my God.
0: So she had to be careful. She couldn't eat or drink too much. And it was Jeez. that hot out. I know. Wow. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. Chewed about 100,000 pieces of bubble gum during the shoot <laughs> up to 5,000 pieces a day. Isn't that wow. nuts?
1: Wow. You know, there's a point with gum that you just got to put a new piece in yeah well
0: i mean them chewing gum was a big deal so yeah oh yeah of course you know of course all the cast was doing it time out new gum (laughs) i know i need a new piece (laughs) yeah yeah and in 2020 the film was selected for preservation in the national film registry by the library of congress as being culturally historically or aesthetically significant so it's in there now yeah awesome greece is the word
1: greece is the word Mm -hmm. I, i think i like that song the best
0: well, it was a great song. It mm-hmm. wasn't in keeping of the fifties. I mean, it was done in the seventies style, but it was so yeah. good that they kept yeah. it in.
1: Yeah. Well, Frankie Valley's it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And how about the um, teen angel part? <laughs> well, obviously it was Frankie Avalon, but mm-hmm. originally it was supposed to be Elvis.
0: Was it really?
1: Yeah. And he, and he, um, he died. They, they had, I think uh, Donny Osmond was another one that they had thought about. He would have
0: been good. Yeah. It would have been good. Sure. I think Frankie Avalon did a great job. I think so, too. I think he was right. I think he was right for that part. I think so, too. I've been watching this movie like my whole life. Mm -hmm. Uh, It came out in 1978. So I was really small the first time I saw it. But I just grew up watching this movie. I mean, I wanted to be a pink lady, you know.
1: I, I did,
0: and I I loved the Rizzo part because she I thought she had the best songs to sing, and they were kind of in my range. But yeah. there, you know, there are worse things I could do. Is a great song. I love. I like that, that song, song too. Yeah, but what struck me the older I got and the more I watched it was. The changes that occur in the characters during the film. In the beginning, when you see Danny and the T-Birds and the guys and everything, John Travolta in that first opening scene when he turns around, he's so hot. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he looks so good. It's it's unbelievable. In the beginning, you got to be cool at all costs. You know, it's like be cool, huh? No matter what you're doing, you got to be cool, and you can't. Be vulnerable, and that's one of the things that is an obstacle between him and Sandy getting together. Is that right. he has to maintain this cool guy image, you know? He can't really be himself, or he can't show how much he really wants to be with her. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? I mean, it's well, so stupid, you know, but
1: it, it was a thing back then. You
0: had to be cool. He had to be cool. And in order for him to have this relationship with her, he comes to the realization that he's gotta drop some of that. He's gotta do something else to be able to get with her, right? Yeah, yeah. So he starts trying out for all these jock positions, <laughs> you know, and they're not working out well. Do you remember when he was playing basketball and he was like punching a guy trying to take the ball away from him and everything? Yeah, not not good. Not good. <laughs> no. But he winds up lettering in track and the rest of the T-Birds are making fun of him for, it, you know, they're like, who'd yeah. you steal that letterman's jacket off of, you know? And it's, it's a vulnerable space that he's like, look at, I want to be with her and I'm going to do whatever that takes.
1: Yeah. Something and to be said about that.
0: There's something to be said, right? Yeah. But she does the exact same thing. Uh, She's I like, know. <laughs> you know, way. I'm, I'm miserable <laughs> do, yeah. doing this. I want to be with him. And so I have to change something about me I have to meet him halfway and she sure. drops some of that goody goody two shoes yeah start smoking yeah I don't know if yeah. she'll ever really smoke but she does it just to like you know prove yeah. to him that she's yeah. pink ladied herself up and right you know she she's a knockout that way and she does she yeah. knocks him off his feet basically yeah. so it's like it, it's showing you that in order to be in a relationship you have to grow beyond what you find to be safe your your safe zone, your comfortable you meet zone. people halfway. You do. You have to compromise. You got to meet them halfway. I mean, yeah. even Rizzo and Kanicki did that. You know, they stopped mm-hmm. playing the stupid games with each other and they decided they wanted to be together. And so they were vulnerable with each other and they decided to be together and they were mm-hmm. happier for it. So it's interesting when I was a kid I just liked the songs and I thought John Travolta yeah. was awesome and the pink right. ladies were cool and all yeah. that. And then as you grow up and you get a little bit more perspective and insight about what's going on, like Greece is actually more than just a little bit of fluff. Like it actually has some meaning meaning to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where would you rate that in your top 10 bunch of movies? Is it in your top 10 or?
0: It's probably pretty high up. I would say it's probably five. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's been, it's been a recurring my whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's got it's got a space in it. And every time I watch it, even now, when I watch it, it makes me feel good. I like it. Not that everything, not that I agree with everything that's in it, of course, but I understand where, where the movie is. You know, I I'm taking it for what it is. I'm not trying to make it be something it's not. So I still have fun when I watch it. Mm -hmm. I still sing the songs. I still think Danny's hot. You know, <laughs> I still think Sandy did the right thing. So I would say, yeah, it's probably it's probably like five number five cool. for me. Oh, right, yeah, cool. Cool. Plus, I used to have that soundtrack in my car. <laughs> There's a great soundtrack. There's even more songs on the soundtrack than there was in the movie because they did this like Freddie My Love from the play. They mm-hmm. put that on the soundtrack as well. Did they? I'm sure they put um Sandra Dave, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Has to of be that's a, that's a yeah. big song.
1: Yeah. 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 Do you remember the hand jive? Of course. Remember how I, to do it? Yeah. You remember how to do it, right? Yeah, I've been <laughs> watching this movie my whole life. Of course I know how to do the hand jive. It's the first thing I thought of when you told me that you were going to talk about Grease. I'm like, oh, hand jive. Of course. You know? Course.
0: Grease lightning. Grease lightning. He stole that song. Kennecke was supposed to sing that song. John no Travolta. Kidding. Yeah, John Travolta stole that song from him. Oh, These
1: little tidbits. Yeah I, yeah, I know. I know.
0: no idea. He did it so well, though. He really did. He really really did. I mean, it it was it was very good. We go together at the end. You're the one that I want. You know, I mean, that song is that's a great song. Mm -hmm. Summer Nights, they're all good. They're all good. I remember the first time I really listened to Summer Nights as like a semi-coherent adult. (laughs) And listening to that note that John Travolta hits at the end, I'm like, holy crap, that's really high. for a guy yeah yeah for a tenor for a guy yeah (laughs) it's good stuff
1: well it's been a couple of days now and I still can't get
0: used to this spring ahead time I'm tired I know it's just so difficult to lose that hour yeah i mean i wish they would stop
1: stop stop (laughs) you're killing us maybe by next week we'll be oh for sure yeah for sure but in the meantime you know
0: meantime
1: yeah i can't make up that one hour i know yeah it's just the weirdest thing i know so anyway all right you ready to wrap this thing up yeah let's do that okay we appreciate you listening with that we're out of here Thank you very much.
0: We'll see you next week.